Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today, I'm going to be joined by Carl. He's the founder of Gen Y Hitch. And I wanted to ask him more about hitches, towing, how he started the company, and things that you guys would want to know if you're towing a trailer every day for work, or maybe it's something you, you know, tow something to the mountains or, you know, just on vacation. And what separates their product from other ones that are out there. So I'm really looking forward to chatting with him today. I want to remind you guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the Diesel Podcast, like, comment, let us know if questions you might have, um, guests that you would like us to have on, or even just topics we should have. It definitely helps us be seen by more people on YouTube, people who are looking for information about hitches or their Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke, trucks, or just information in general about automotive. I also want to give a shout out to Kershaw Knives. Um, our friends over there have given us a discount code, which is exclusive to Diesel Podcast listeners. So if you use code Diesel20, you get 20% off site-wide. Just go to kershaw.kiausa.com. You'll find a ton of different things, whether it's for EDC, outdoors, hunting, fishing, at the job site, at work, at home. And it's it's really cool how they have something really for any budget. So whether you just need something uh, you know, to open boxes, something to open, um, you know, containers, bags, things like that, or you're a knife enthusiast and you're looking for something that's you know different, has a different folding mechanism. There's so many different choices. So we appreciate our friends over there offering this discount to our listeners. And if you're in the market, we encourage you to take advantage of it. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Carl and learning more about hitches and Gen Y Hitch. Carl, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm excited to chat with you today, talk about towing, hitches, Gen Y Hitch, a whole bunch of different things. So welcome to the Diesel Podcast. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Uh, good to sit down and talk with you, and I'm excited. Uh, one of the things that I love about covering diesel is there's so many different facets of it. And a lot of times we talk about racing or performance, but really probably 90 to 95% of our audience, they're towing. And so I love to cover topics you know, that are about that. And I know there's so much to cover with Gen Y Hitch and the the problems that you guys solve with your products. But I wanted to start out because I was really fascinated by your story and the history of the company. And, you know, as the founder, how did, how did Gen Y Hitch come to be? Well, it's a kind of an interesting story, actually. Uh, I used to, this was back in maybe 2010 uh, ish, 11. Uh, I own, own part of a tree service company and we had, you know, five, six different crews that went out every day, different trucks and, you know, a multitude of trailers in the, in our lot that each uh, individual would hook up to a different trailer, you know, on different days. And, and we had a lot of issues with not having the correct hitches for that particular trailer that they're towing that day. And they often come up missing and, and, you know, everything in between. We all know how that works with a group of people uh, just mysteriously walks away. But uh, one day the idea kind of popped into my head that uh, if we, if I would make a hitch 
that would hook up to any trailer on our lot and and lock it on the truck with a locking pin so nobody can remove it, that'd be good. I, we would spend much less money buying new hitch all the time. Yeah. So that's kind of where the whole thing stemmed from. And I, by, by trade, I was a welder. I, I did a lot of like small projects in the garage and this and that. And, you know, I built some trailers in the past prior to that. Uh, so I kind of built, kind of stuck one together with the, the stack tubes, like you see the Gen Y hitch and made uh, a tri ball with all three balls on it, then made that pinnel attachment to go with it as well. So I locked, I made one for each truck and locked them on there with a locking pin so nobody get can get them off. And, and it kind of worked, you know, it, uh, it kind of solved the problem of, uh, you know, hitches being missing and this and that. So uh, that's ultimately kind of where the idea stemmed from. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I think the torsion flex, we'll get into that later, but uh, that's where the original mega duty uh, hitch was kind of born. And I had really no intentions to make a business out of it. Honestly, uh, right at that time, I just kind of built some to, to solve a problem for us, you know, owning a tree service company, that's the problem I was trying to solve. I had no intentions of a business at, at all, but, you know, people seen this and they, you know, talk, Hey, can you make me some of the, those hitches? You know, we got the same issue and it kind of just went on from there. Other contractors and whatnot, uh, I built some for others and finally I started getting, Hey, you should make a business out of this. There, there's a, there's a need. There's a lot more people with this type of need, right? Yeah. Uh, or this type of problem. And, and it got me thinking. So I kind of, you know, thought about it for a couple of days and, and essentially started looking into filing a patent on it. And, talk with some experts on that and, and ended up filing a patent for it maybe a year or so later. And really that's kind of where the, the business started beyond that. I ended up selling the tree service company and going in head first into building hitches. And uh, so that's really kind of the short, story of it where it started i know a lot of our listeners they love to hear the business stories whether they're in they're a diesel shop owner or they're in a completely different industry and we we get questions from them at different stages of that and so the first thing i was thinking of is you thought of the problem came up with a product it grew and then you decided hey there's there's a, a market for this and took the you know the steps to kind of step into the market but when you were doing that was it just like once you turned on a website, once people saw it, it just took off? Or how how did the process go from say filing that patent and deciding to do it to where you guys are now? Because when I think of hitches, I think of Gen Y Hitch, and I see trucks that work. I see SEMA trucks with them. I see people talking about them. Um, there was a lot of questions we got when we posted on Instagram. So I know people are very aware of you guys, but what was it like to go from starting it to the big company that you guys are now? Well, I mean, obviously, 
it wasn't easy, right? Uh, if it was really easy, then everyone would kind of have no problem doing it, right? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it there was definitely a lot of ups and downs. I mean, don't don't get me wrong when I talk about this. It's not it's not a walk in the park. You know, the first I would say three to four years was very tough. I mean, not necessarily a lack of sales. Uh, we could get the sales in a lot of ways. We, I think from the time we started in the first four to five years, we doubled our sales every year, year over year for the first four to five years. Uh, the biggest thing for us, you know, thinking back is, is the lack of uh, producing enough products. That's mm -hmm. always what we struggled with. And it's not just that. It's, it's a sheer amount of money that goes into building that, that infrastructure. You know, when you think about inventory, uh, build, you know, manufacturing capabilities. Uh, honestly, we, we used a lot of outsource, uh, small shop, you know, type weld, welders or whatnot to kind of build our products the first four to five years. And it, it was definitely hard. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, we, we struggled as a, you know, I got a wife and, and four kids now <clears throat> back then I had, uh, probably two kids, but I just remember one time my wife, you know, made the comment to me, uh, we were struggling, money was tight and all that. And she was like, why don't you just go out and get a real job like normal people do? And that really kind of put a spark in myself, you know, that's really what she thought kind of, she kind of looked at what I was doing as not a real job. Yeah. And I kind of was thinking to myself right at that time that, you know, I need to get other people involved here. Like I, there's no way I can, I can do this myself. And I ended up going and, and one of my best friends at the time, uh, he was in construction or something. And I remember presenting, kind of pitching the idea to him. I wanted him to come work for me uh, as a salesperson, right? And at the time, uh, the presentation to him wasn't that, you know, juicy at all. It was like, I, I remember asking him, hey, this is kind of my dream, my idea. And it's a real good product. We we need to go out and sell this, but I can't pay anything. You know, that doesn't seem like a very legitimate job offer. And so he ended up, you know, taking that job offer. Uh, he didn't have a family or anything. He was, he was a single guy at the time. And, and so he didn't have much going on outside of, and outside of that. And uh, he, he was intrigued by, by the, the, kind of the story and the product that we have had at the time. And he kind of, the, his name was Joel, Joel Helmuth. And, and he kind of helped me, uh, you know, get it from zero to probably around 2015, 16. And right at that time, we, there, we were up against, you know, the, the whole thing of, of getting enough products to sell, like we, we were so restricted. It, it seemed like we were restricted in every, every way we looked, uh, 
some of the our main suppliers were telling us they they can't they're not going to grow anymore they're they're done and and so we we were kind of between a rock and a hard place of either we we sell the company to one of our competitors or or we kind of start our own manufacturing operation that was kind of where we were caught well that was an just another massive undertaking because of all the the investment that needed needed to be made and so we kind of we actually had a one of our main competitors uh they kind of had an offer on the table to buy the whole company gen y hitch i think that started in like 2017-ish somewhere in there where the conversation started and we we met them at a trade show and they kind of approached us and said hey we'd be interested in buying gen y hitch what where, where are you guys at? What are you, what are you thinking? Are you interested? And right at the time I was very interested because of all the kind of the, it looked like there was just a mountain in front of us to climb Yeah. after, you know, five years of, uh, struggling and just constant, uh, constantly struggling, struggling with, with funding. And some of the banks didn't really want to want to, buy into the idea because they, you know, start up and all this and that. And right at the time we we're having the conversation about a possible acquisition, uh, a local business guy approached me one day or he found out about it through somebody else. Uh, he had just sold a company to, uh, you know, a public company, Patrick Industries. I don't know if anybody knows it. He had just sold his company to Patrick and he was looking to get into something else. So he kind of contacted me and, and kind of started the conversation and he was interested in investing in the company. And we kind of went through and, and told him all the issues we're having and, and kind of the, the investment that needs to be made to kind of grow to the next level. And he kind of liked it. He, he literally, I remember a Saturday, uh, all day he was there. We had the, the paperwork, the, the guys from our competitor that were buying Gen Y Hitch, they were flying in Monday to sign the initial agreement paperwork to make an acquisition. And the Saturday before that Monday, is when we sat all all day Saturday, we sat there and talked uh, talked with this guy. His name's Dan Miller. He's still with the company today, but uh, and he kind of talked me out of it, just selling to our competitor. He said, "I'll invest this much and let's uh, build our own manufacturing facility and let's do it. You got a great company here, a great business. You just need a little bit of a boost and." and uh, some help with it, right? So I ended up doing that. I ended up sending uh, the CEO of our competitor an email saying, the deal's off. I, I need some more time to think about it, which he was kind of unhappy about. But uh, we, we ended up, you know, having a pretty decent relationship beyond that. We, every trade show we went to, we'd talk and all that. But uh, that's when Dan came in, made the investments, and 
and we kind of built our own manufacturing facility from about 2018 to to now we pretty much manufacture almost 98% of all our products in house so uh, and currently we're right in the middle of building a new facility now to kind of go to the next the next level even we got a brand new facility that's going up uh, right now we're at about three four different locations just you know we're scattered all about within eight miles from each other but we're still just kind of scattered everywhere uh, we're going to condense bring everything together under one roof uh, corporate office will be there and that's kind of our next phase hopefully we'll be moving into that at the end of this year so that's that's just a quick rundown of of uh there's obviously a million other things that happened in in between now and and 2012 back in 2012 but that's a just a quick short version of it let's say uh it's really inspiring to hear that because i think of dozens of conversations uh, that I've had or people that are in similar positions where they have this idea, they want to grow it and how they overcome the challenges and basically achieve what you guys did in their own respective fields. And I always love to hear those stories because I don't necessarily know them or, or me as a truck enthusiast. I may not, I may not know the, the history of it. And I just, I see the product. Um, you know, I see the website, I see the social media page, but I don't know all that went into it. And I'm, I'm always fascinated by that. And I could probably spend hours <laughs> chatting with you about it, but yeah, I know well, we here for hours. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know that, uh, you know, with towing, I really wanted to get into the product line and, and chat a bit about you with it. And, you know, for somebody out there, there's a lot of new people that have, that have gotten into diesel trucks, whether they buy an older one, they buy a newer one because they need it. It's a necessity to tow something and they may not be entirely familiar with, you know, it, I think some of them think, well, a hitch is a hitch. It doesn't matter as long as, you know, I can hook it up. But I really, from a beginner perspective, could you walk us through what you guys offer and different problems that you solve for a, a truck owner? What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is that exact problem that uh, essentially was what started the company. You know, there there's so many different types of trailers that are built, you know, with different attachments. You know, you got the pinnel style, you got, you know, three different ball mounts. There's a lot of different like attachment points for trailers, different heights, not not you know, even mentioning the different height heights of trailers, you obviously a car hauler is lower than a, like a deck over trailer. So you need to kind of have a hitch that goes higher to get your trailer level. And the hitch, our mega duty line, that kind of solves all those issues. So if you buy uh, a mega duty, you know, on our website, if you go on our website and look, you'll, you'll find them. But 
you can get all three ball mounts and a pinnel attachment. And the pinnel attachment really works just like any other pinnel type uh, hitch that you can buy, but it's all in one. You're not carrying around three different hitches to, yeah. to tow, you know. That's, that's the main problem that we've solved. And since you'll, since uh, we've come out with that, you, you kind of see other, uh, some of our competitors, they're obviously more inferior to our product, <laughs> but, but they, they kind of copy us in some way, shape or form uh, to kind of, you know, versus buying three hitches here, you can buy one and have the same, the same type of uh, hookups that you have with the three different so it's really a way so if somebody had you know a truck and they're using it for work maybe sporadically but then also on the weekends they're taking their family you know, camping or they're maybe they're into racing they have a, like a, a car trailer where they're racing a car or something you could just have one setup you don't have to you know basically have on hand two or three different setups and then like you mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast if it's a construction company or something like that and you got a bunch of people that are moving things you know, where is this hitch at? Where's this one at? I can't find it. Oh, this guy's got it. He's across town. It's just logistically seems like it solves so many issues all in one. Mm -hmm. It definitely does. I mean, we've, we found that out when I, when I built the first ones is, is it really solved the problem that we had. And, you know, not even mentioning the, the, some of the money savings, because essentially what we used to do is just run up to the auto parts store and just buy another hitch. Right. Um, and essentially that one gets lost again next week. Uh, that's kind of, that was kind of the routine that we were used to. And if it's, I mean, our hitches are more money than just, just the ones you buy off a shelf at an auto parts store with one ball on it, obviously. But the, the nice thing is you can lock it on your truck and, and nobody's ever taken it off. you like, you don't give them the key, right? Yeah. Cause they can just it they can do whatever they need to do to haul or tow any any trailer one one of the questions we got i wanted to work in from the audience because i think it fits in really well right here is the person that said what's the main failure point on a hitch and so i'd ask that in general but then also um if you could transition or, or address what you guys build to address those failure points whether it's through the materials the construction the design how that all factors into it well, the main the main failure points as far as just uh, the actual hitch failing, uh, I mean, our hitches essentially don't just fail just because. I mean, obviously, if you get into an accident and and the trailer flips over or something like that, you may break something, right? You're obviously going to break something. Uh, but as far as just failure, our our products, we, we invest a lot of money into testing and certifying our products. I know there's a lot of companies out there that don't do this. I mean, we have tested, I'm not kidding. We have tested other competitors' products that have failed to meet the uh, rating they put on it. Wow. And just, just to kind of prove a point internally to our engineers and, and all that, uh, that some of these products that get get uh, shipped in from overseas, I mean, no offense to anything or anyone that builds stuff, but but I'm just saying, this is just a general statement. Uh, they do not meet 
they do not hold up to what they rate them for. Uh, I have seen uh, stuff break, balls, you know, just snap right off the neck. Uh, and that's a lot of, a lot of times that's simply from the type of uh, steel mixtures they use. There's a lot of junk in some of the steel that, that gets done outside of this country. Uh, our, our process for certifying a product is very robust. We, we test, we use a third party testing facility, has no connection to, to us and our company. Uh, we pay them to test and certify our products. They do pull tests. They do uh, every, anything we ask them to do. It's, it's a third party testing facility and that's all they do. So that, that would be the, as far as just a, to answer your question about uh, what's the biggest failure point, it's, it's really, I mean, some of the inferior products I see break a lot and have broke, you know, have see, seen them broke. But as far as our hitch, you know, other than people forgetting to put pins in or, or some of the basic human air type stuff, there's really no product that just fails. Not not from Gen Y. Uh, just you know, driving down the road and and something snaps off. That doesn't happen. Uh, we have we have big confidence in our process, how we do things, how we test and certify things, and even our our QC at the factory, our quality control there. Every ball mount or hitch that we build has a date on it, stamped on it. It's not a sticker or anything. It's stamped on there. If there were to be any type of failure, uh, we know exactly where it came from. And we kind of can pinpoint it down to, to actually which, almost to the day that we built that. And we kind of backtrack it and see what happened then. But we've seen uh, hitches break or, or balls break. Uh, but essentially, there's a there's people doing things that they shouldn't have been doing, <laughs> right? You know, yanking out stumps or you yeah. name it. We've <laughs> seen a little bit of everything. <laughs> but that's kind of the nature of the beast. I would do the same thing if it was me. You know, I'll, I'll hook on a stump and try to yank it out with a hitch. I, I mean, that's kind of how how we operate truck owners. You know, we can think we think we can pull anything out of the ground or whatever, but that's kind of normal. We, we, like I said, we've seen it all, but I think it's a lot of times those come down. Yeah. A lot of times those come down to, it had nothing to do with towing a trailer down yeah. the road. Yeah. I think it's really important though, what you mentioned about the testing, because we've seen with our audience, it's so varied with what year truck they have. And when I think as a truck enthusiast, looking back to what a 2003 2500-59 Cummins could tow compared to a 2022, their capacity and their, their factory tow ratings have increased so much to where they're at now. And you think, okay, I'm going to buy this trailer. I'm going to spend a lot of money or whatever it might be that you're, that, that, you know, that they're buying. And okay, this hitch is rated to do it. But if it's actually not, or there is no testing or validation behind it, that's something that a truck owner really needs to think about before they tow whatever it is that they're towing, um, you know, for just safety on the road for, for what they have. So I think, uh, I think what you mentioned there is really important and something people need to consider when they're looking at a product. 
Mm -hmm. No, I would, I would agree. I mean, a lot of, the thing is with here in the U S there is no, uh, required testing certifications on hitches. It's the weirdest thing, but, but they, they're like, when I say required, you're not required to test your products to like, for example, a hitch that goes into a truck. Now uh, there's other parts. If a hitch is permanently mounted on a truck, like an OEM hitch that needs to be tested and certified. But if you use an aftermarket hitch that goes into the receiver, you're not required. There's no requirements for that hitch. They kind of let the market decide which ones hold up or not. They, you know, then, then you have the factor of litigation. That's yeah. why a lot of times when an accident happens and there was a true failure in a hitch, the judge will always rule against that because that part was not uh, legitimate on the rating that was on it. So a lot of times you'll lose those cases. Actually, most of the time, if it's provable that something truly just failed because it was poorly manufactured. Uh, that there's that side. There, there's requirements. So there's a big difference between, uh, or there's, they don't call it requirements. There's suggestions. The SAE has a standard that, that they suggest you to go by. And if you wanna certify your products, like we get all our products certified by a third party lab, we have to meet those SAE standards. But in order to sell a product to the retail public, we don't have to have it tested. We don't have to say that we do test that. That's not illegal or anything. Uh, Australia is a whole different story then. Those, the products in Australia have to be certified for the, according to their standards or you can't sell in that country. So that's kind of the difference from the U.S. to that's why you see a lot of these cheaper, you know, products that kind of come in overseas by the by the millions and you can buy them all day long on Amazon. But I I would warn against a lot of them. Like I said, we have tested some of these by with our lab and, and they do not test to what they should. So Man. that's something that's a good point. I mean, you that's something to be very conscious of when you buy a hitch. Yeah, that, that's something I, I don't tow a lot. I never really have, but I always think of the safety aspect to it. And I think a lot of people who are listening to this or, you know, thinking the same thing for themselves, whoever's in the vehicle, the people around them, what they are towing behind them. And so I think that's a really key point that you mentioned in it. It kind of got me thinking, you know, as well is you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, what are some common questions that people call in or if you go to a trade show or an event or something like that, that people are asking you guys about either the products or what they should pick or you know, just what's, what's common stuff that you guys hear from truck owners out there? Well, I mean, uh, the main, I mean, as far as just a, a routine question, uh, it depends, you know, if there's a person coming in that's never towed before uh, and, and knows very little about, you know, towing or never has done it, he'll oftentimes he'll, he'll ask about which, which one would work the best for him or that type of thing, or what drop do they need? And, 
and we kind of help them through that. Uh, uh, that's a pretty common thing. Like you said earlier, uh, a lot of new people coming into the towing kind of world, if you will. And which is fine. That's what we're here for. You know, we kind of want to guide them to the right, the right hitch that they really need versus overselling something they don't need. Uh, we're not really into that much, but, um, that, and, uh, a lot of times we'll get the question about, uh, you know, what's make, what makes your hitch better than, than your competitors or, you know, this hitch or that hitch. Um, well, I mean, the first thing is our customer service. That is my answer to that. Um, we put a lot of emphasis in customer service, you know, if somebody buys a hitch and they truly bought something they don't really need, they would like to exchange it for something else. No, no hassle. We'll, we'll totally exchange it and, and get them into the right one. Uh, we put a lot of effort into customer service, uh, just in general. Uh, I think it's important. It's something that kind of has gotten lost over the years. I, I feel like, uh, you know, we hear a lot of complaints when we talk to customers about, you know, I tried to call this company or that company and nobody answers the phone or, or I get a recording and they want me to leave a message or we from seven to five every day. Well, every five days a week, Monday through Friday, we have live people here answering the phone and that's all they do. Uh, so we're, we're always, you know, we always try to answer the phone on one or two, three rings. And that's pretty much a rule that we've created around here. Like there's no voicemails, there's no virtual, uh, you know, press one for this or that, or it's, you ring the phone, somebody answers it. That's kind of the rule of thumb around here. I like, I like that because it, not even just with automotive, but just in general, sometimes I'll spend two or three minutes just hitting buttons for options and then get put on <laughs> holdings. And I'm trying to give a place my money. Like I'm trying to just give them a credit card number to buy something. And it's just so difficult. It, I think it's, it, well, it's not necessarily subtle. I guess it can be. But it's part of the process that as a uh, as a consumer or retail person, it can just frustrate you to where you just you don't even buy it now. You go somewhere else. So I think that that has gotten lost over the years with different things. So it's, it's refreshing to hear how you guys approach it where I can talk to a live person from 7 to 5 Monday through Friday with whatever I may need versus I leave a voicemail that gets lost in a sea of voicemails and I get it three weeks later. And, you know, it's just it's so frustrating. No, that's, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. And, and that's probably, honestly, if you want to say what's the most asked or, or complimented thing here at Gen Y, I would say that is on the top of the list that we answer the phone when someone calls in, we get so many compliments about that. It's, it's unreal. Uh, so that's why we put a lot of emphasis on that. It's, it's, it's truly something that has kind of gone on the wayside. Uh, and I feel that has a big part of our success, uh, over the years, just that not very complicated, right? Simple thing of answering the phone. <laughs> yeah. But 
No, it's it's definitely a. We had a uh, another question I wanted to ask you, and this, uh, mm-hmm. this person said, "How is the torsion flex better than airbags?" I know the reason, but it would be nice to have it settled once and for all. So I wanted to ask you that one. Well, that that's very simple. Uh, if you look at any airbag hitch or any any other cushion hitch, you know, since we've come out with the torsion flex, there's all kinds of cushion this, cushion that, but there's no other hitch that truly is independent from truck to trailer. If you look the way our, our torsion flex is designed, it totally separates the truck and the trailer from a, you know, it's total separation. Any other like airbag or something, they have a, a pivot point and then they have the airbag back here. Well, that's that pivot point still on a solid connection on one side of it. So you're really getting about half the benefit that you should on a total separation. That's why ours is so effective because we, the way all of our, you know, if you look at our fifth wheel option or even, even the bumper pull, any of the torsion flexes, there's total separation there. It's not on any, every attachment point is on rubber. There's, there's no like pivot point and the airbag kind of, uh, take some of it out back here. It rotates on this pivot. That's still a solid connection. So a lot of your your transfer bumps and everything will kind of still hit that solid pivot. There's no forgiveness there. That's the biggest difference. Uh, it's total separation of truck and trailer. Uh, they sure. really ride. They really ride independently. If you watch, if you watch videos, we've done videos. We've done all kinds of testers. We put testers on it on both sides, truck and trailer, solid connections, and a torsion flex. Such a huge difference uh, in that. For somebody who's really new or just just getting into this and they don't understand why it's important to have that separation or what benefit it gives them, what would you, what would you say to them? Well, take a – I mean, I'm sure everyone that tows knows this. You drive down the road, uh, you know, roads nowadays aren't the smoothest roads. Uh, you get, uh, you feel that trailer bumping on your truck all the time in your driver's seat. Everybody feels it. When we put the torsion flex in between there, you don't feel that anymore. It's not beating the crap out of you. Like if you go on a six, eight hour trip with a trailer, I mean, you're exhausted by the time you get there. If, if you have a trailer that's constantly just, every yeah. time you hit a bump, you just feel it. Uh, and that's the thing that pretty much gets eliminated with our torsion flex. You, you almost literally don't feel the trailer. I mean, you can look at our reviews everywhere, Amazon, you name it, on our website. That's the main thing that they always rave about is the fact that they don't feel the trailer. A lot of times I'll have to look back and make sure the trailer is still attached. Like they'll <laughs> say that because uh, it's such a big difference. Yeah. Like you can feel it. Uh, so it's always interesting. You know, I know there are more money than a standard hitch, but I think if you tow a lot, it's well worth the money. Uh, 
well worth the money as far as just from a from an exhaustion perspective you know uh it's it's hard enough driving on the road with you know a bunch of people on the road that that are iffy that they should be in a car let alone having a trailer behind you you know and all the we've all you know everyone toes knows how that is it's it's very exhausting (laughs) well that's a lot of the a lot of the stories we hear there's one listener i think of right now that's going from louisiana to alaska um, he's in the military and he's towing a bunch of stuff with him. He's going to come across a lot of those roads that you're talking about that aren't very yeah. good, you know, from there to Alaska. And yeah, guys who hotshot or just do different things, it's it, it's definitely a, a component of it. So I can see, I can definitely see the benefit, um, you know, to it, especially you know, towing consistently and you know everything like that. And I I think when it comes to all the different trucks that are out there newer ones, older ones, lifted, stock height, different trailers. There's probably so many specific questions people will ask you guys. And it's almost like they, they need to contact you, you know, and ask those questions. What are the best ways, you know, we talked about the the phone, but to be able to either find out more information, be able to reach out to Gen Y, ask their specific questions, or maybe it's a a shop that's out there. It's like, Hey, I want to, I want to be able to offer these to my customers. Um, you know, how can I connect with them? What are the best ways to get in contact with you guys? Well, I mean, there's, there's a multitude of ways. I mean, the best way to do it is to call, uh, call in Monday through Friday, seven to five. Uh, there's always people here to, to, that'll answer the phone. That phone number's on our website. It's 218-574-218-6363 is our direct line. And, if you call within the, the hours, five days a week, you'll, you'll definitely get to talk to someone. Uh, there's our website, genyhitch.com. Uh, it's that simple. You pop on there and, and you can find a dealer. If you're looking for, to buy a product, uh, there's, a, there's a page on there to become a dealer. If you're interested in selling our products uh, and a lot of contact info is on the bottom of every page. Uh, there's an email there that you can email the sales team directly. Uh, every email gets answered the same day uh, that it, you know, within 24 hours. Uh, no exceptions to that either. Just an FYI, as far as from a leadership perspective. Uh, yeah, there's a multitude of ways to do it. Uh, we also have a texting option on our website. If you click on any of our pages down in the right hand corner, you'll see a place that you can actually text us and you should get a response right away uh, from a live person. This is not an automated robot. Uh, this is a real person answering these text messages. Uh just a lot of things that we've done and gone back to the basics, right? Uh, I feel like that had a, a big part of our success, you know, taking care of your customer if he has an issue. We'll always have issues. We can't eliminate all the issues. We're human beings and there's always gonna be something. So how do we take care of that? And effectively and efficiently. That's kind of the number one thing we look at. and. You know, if a customer calls in 
and wants to buy our product. Earlier, you alluded to two to three minutes and you still can't talk to anyone. Let's not make it difficult for people to buy our products. Yep. We preach about that a lot. Don't make it difficult. If somebody calls in and you give him a hassle to buy our products, do this or do that before we can sell it, that's nonsense. Somebody calls in and wants to buy a product, let's sell them a product. That's what we're here for. That's what we're doing as a company. We're trying to sell our products. So kind of back to the basic fundamental things, nothing like flashy, if you will. Uh, just basic stuff, you know, that's kind of been the a huge part of our success. That's what was really, really cool hearing you talk about is the approach that you guys have and, and you know, from a, any part of the company, um, whether it's calling in or whether it's technical or just chatting with you guys, it's, uh, it's incredibly refreshing to hear it. And that's what I think the market has really yearned for. And, you know, to hear the story of how this grew from an idea and how you persevered through things and were able to build and put this together, assemble a team of people to be able to solve these issues. It, that's why people are buying diesel trucks. They're going to tow stuff. I know there's people who buy them to do other things, but the majority, they're towing things. They're making money. They're um, running their business with it. They're supporting their families. And so I love to hear the story of, of uh, you know, Gen Y Hitch and how you and the team there have built it. And I hope that, um, you know, any business owners that are out there, any diesel shop owners, that they can really take away what you said about getting back to the basics and the simplicity and how much that does to grow a company. I think that's a, like a key takeaway that I, I've taken, you know, from your story and the history um, of the company. So it was a complete pleasure to chat with you today, Carl. And I uh, appreciate you know everyone who reached out to us and said, Hey, ask them, ask them this question, or I want to know about that. And I encourage people, and I'm sure there's a specific, I, I might not have even asked the right question, but to reach out mm -hmm. to you guys, ask, uh, you know, a, about a product, um, you know, get their questions answered. And, and I know that you guys are more than willing and happy to do that. So I appreciate your time today chatting with us. Absolutely. It was fun. I uh, appreciate uh, uh, do it, taking us up on this. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kiausa.com. Use code diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. They've got knives for really any budget out there, any sort of use, whether it's something that you want to carry every day, um, something for work, hunting, fishing. It's uh, something we really appreciate our friends over there offering this discount code, which is exclusive to Diesel Podcast listeners. So if you're in the market, definitely take advantage of it. also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon sponsors. Thank them for helping us grow. Um, Tyler Lowen at 23 Diesel, Caleb, all of our other Patreons, all of you who subscribe on YouTube, the podcast apps, Facebook, Instagram. We appreciate your support over the years and we look forward to bringing you more of the content that you guys are asking for whether it's about cummins duramax power strokes industry trends emissions tuning all that sort of stuff we just wanted to thank you guys until next time keep the shiny side up